It's hard to feel free when the world is crashing down around us and we're shut up in our homes practicing social distancing. But you don't have to feel trapped. You can write your way to freedom. Welcome to the Right Away Podcast. Hello, friends. This is episode 36 of the Right Away Podcast, and it is Thursday, March 25th, as we're recording, but this will come out on April Fool's Day. So happy April Fool's. I'm Chris Kane with my co-host... E.P. Reinfush. I almost forgot my last name there for a minute. <laughs> it happens. Yeah. So how was your week? I'm sure listeners are going to get bored of this, but it was great because it was the same. <laughs> Yay, consistency. Yay. Uh, no, I've been super consistent about editing and I, I'm moving along. Of course, I'd love to be faster, but it's still, I'm still pretty happy about the speed I'm going. And as a healthy writer, side note, ever since I've gotten my elliptical, I've been like 10,000 steps a day, which is amazing since I was like 2,000 steps a day before. I had a dream last night. You saying this reminded me that I found those ellipticals somewhere here in Costa Rica. And I was like, I should get one. I don't walk enough. JP loves his. But clearly that was just a dream. I have the most mundane dreams. I had to ask my roommate's girlfriend the other day. I was like, Kate, did you actually end up bringing gluten-free Oreos back from the States or not? Or was it just a dream? She's like, no, I didn't. It was just a dream. Because I dreamed that you brought back the the fake brand and not Nabisco gluten-free Oreos. And I just was like, no, Kate, I told you get the real ones I rarely remember my dreams but I remember having one very mundane dream in college but it lasted for over three months in the dream where I live it was snowy when I went to sleep and I had a dream that went well into spring and summer and then I woke back up into snow and it scarred me so bad I was so confused for two days as to what actually happened our brains are wild I have consistently written I think mostly yeah I've written every day and my co-writer and I will wrap our book up tomorrow so that's exciting yay money and yeah other than that it's just been slowly getting things done I don't know if I filed my taxes this week or last week but I got that done yeah just a a lot of picking at little things it's been hot I've been tired I am technically going on vacation next week. It doesn't mean I'm not going to work, but I will be more not working than not. Semana Santa, the week before Easter, is absolute insanity in most Latin American countries. Everybody goes to the beach and I live at the beach. I don't think that they're going to put many restrictions on this year with COVID. We've been having really good numbers and I think they've gotten stupid and they're just gonna be like, yeah, everybody needs a break. I'm going to leave the beach and go to where everybody left. Sneak into the mountains. (laughs) Indeed. My nanny and I and my kid were running away. There will be some things that are slightly open. So we'll do some shopping and hopefully do a nighttime hike looking for frogs with my kiddo if we can schedule that. But it will be a very chill week. So that's what's upcoming. Do we have any comments, JP? We do. It seems like my guilting of people made them reply. We have two replies with the Do You Journal. One from Lon, and he's just expanding on what kind of intent he has when he journals, which is zero intent. Usually he just puts in a paragraph or two about what he did during the day and then a possible plan for the future if he feels ambitious or those fun inspirations. And then another one from Janet. I asked her as well, like what kind of process she uses. And when she was living in a small space on the road, she had these questions that she would answer. And I just want to list them quick. It was, 
what made me happy? What tasks did I complete? Who did I help? What am I worried about? Do I need more time, knowledge, or confidence to reach my target? And lastly, do I need help slash who can help me? Uh, and she used these as a template, which she then derived a blog from. So I found that really useful as a way to hash out what kind of questions you would want to ask yourself daily to then formulate some type of blog. And so I thought that was pretty cool. Our question today is, what skills do you lack, particularly, you know, in the realm of publishing? We could get into many skills we lack in life, but we're going to focus on publishing and writing. So JP, what comes to top of mind? Where are you failing? The one I texted you uh, (laughs) when you asked me this question, and that's focus. But no, more specifically, it's it's project management. If you really want to get very specific about what skill it is, I would say that is my biggest downfall is I'm not very good at project management. Uh, I just know what's in front of me and I just try to get what's in front of me done. And I just don't like reviewing things. I, I think that's part of my ideation slash input self is I'm always forward thinking and very minusculely backwards thinking, or I just don't like looking at pages that I've previously written. So that kind of leads into the, my lacking of project management. Just that's what makes editing an issue or what? I would say when, when with something you've written versus something Abe's written. I would say it just, if I have multiple projects, I will, I won't manage them. <laughs> I will just focus on my one project and I'll know that these other projects sit there, but I'll just let them sit there. I don't manage them into my time. I know it's a problem I have. And so then what I'll do is until it becomes a pain point for me to know that it's sitting there, I won't do anything with it. And then the moment it is, I will immediately turn and I will look at that one and I will focus on that one. And then this one's off to the side. So that's a problem. But you have been mitigating that a little bit with your time blocking. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, what's been helping. Yes. Because I, I know what time I have available and then I put what's most important in that time, but I I have other things. I have other projects I want to do, but they're over here in the corner yelling at me, but in the corner. (laughs) (laughs) I think in some ways that's part of the problem of just life and being a writer uh, in general. Like we don't have enough time to do all the things we want. Mine is tangentially related to that same problem of only being able to have so many plates in front of you. And that is I don't prioritize fun and joy. And I think that's a skill like that is, or it's a habit. I don't, there's something they're lacking. And a lot of it, I'm getting better at it, but a lot of it for me stems from, there's two things. One, the fear of being homeless again. And I've worked through a lot of that in the past year and a half. So that's not as heavy anymore. But the thing that I am unraveling now is some of the toxic consequences of capitalism, particularly American capitalism, where we are subtly taught this belief that if you're not producing, you're not valuable. Mm -hmm. And if you're not producing things that will bring you monetary value, they don't have value. Mm -hmm. And maybe that's a belief more than a skill, but I think that this is something that I'm unpacking to bring the skill and the habit of joy back into my work and my writing. 
I think that the whole concept is, is, relates to me as well, just because when I think about the day job and then the other time that I have, I put that towards writing and I don't really focus on fun. And that's why I've allocated my evenings to time with my partner and time for like fun. Even though I'm aware that I could be using that time to produce, I don't want to. <laughs> I think that it's important to be able to decompress. And I, I feel like there is this expectation that we have to be producing, like you said, nine all, all the time. And I have the day job and then I want to do this and I want to really ramp this up. And if I do both and I have no other time, I'm going to burn out. Yeah, I've really been working on realigning my priorities. The We're hoping to wrap up the romance stuff about the end of the year. And then there's about four other books that I have committed to writing into an individual series that I have that I will probably plunk away at over time. But hopefully I can make them fun again when there is no expectation or I can train myself out of the expectation that something has monetary value. I have readers. I think I can think of one particular reader who loves that series. And if I write that series just to make her happy, as long as it doesn't hurt me in my own emotions and my financial situation, then I think I'll be able to write it. Yeah. I'm really curious about how you handle vacations being self-employed because like you just said, uh, in the intro, you're taking a vacation, but you might be working anyway. We can have a little sidebar on that. Sometimes I take true vacations. Sometimes. Right now, because we have the podcast, I have a few other set in stone things during the week. I will still be doing those. I do want to plunk away a little bit at my solo just so I don't get into another, even though I don't have a deadline push on this, I still want to finish the book up next month. So I don't want to trap myself again. So I'll plunk away a little bit, but often when I go on vacation, I'm thinking particularly of 2019, December, we went to Mexico for three weeks and I would get my writing done in about an hour, two hours in the morning. And then we'd go play all day. And that was basically the only work I did that month. And that's a really good balance for me. I would like to engineer my life at some point to where I only work a few hours in the morning and then the rest of the day is for life investment. But I'm building that life. We're getting there. Very nice. Any other lacking skills that come to mind? Yeah, accounting. <laughs> oh, I love accounting. Um, I'm really bad at the consistency of accounting, but I love playing with the numbers. I, I feel like if my mother ever listened to this podcast, she would be screaming at me at the moment because she's a banker, but not for me. Do you have a business account yet for writing? I do not, but I do want one before we actually publish. Yeah, that or a credit card that you only use for writing expenses just so that you can easily collect them. Those are the things that I definitely recommend as the thing that allowed me to truly separate business and, and personal. Yeah, that's really smart. I should do that. Thanks, Chris. It'll help. It won't fix you, but it'll help. <laughs> no, it will. I And I know that because I have been creating a bubble within my own account as to like usable funds and et cetera, mm -hmm. but it's all 
blended into my account and I know it is. It's just, I'm, I'm the slow turtle that will eventually get there. Yeah. Having a separate place where all of your transactions are recorded really helps when it comes to tax time or just, and then again, if you ever get audited, then they're completely separate, but having a separate bank account allowed me to, after ignoring it the entire 2020 and not doing monthly, I I have January for 2021 done. I haven't done February or anything yet, but it allowed me to organize my taxes in about, I don't know, less than three or four hours, like with a complete financial report. Now I do have a giant spreadsheet tool that I purchased from Donna Cook that is a a financial accounting, like month by month, category by category spreadsheet that I use. And you can use Mint or something else like that does it a bit more automatically. I don't like those. They get too finicky. I want to be in more control. And so I like Excel. That's fair. My other failing, of course, I only have two. The other big failing that comes to my mind is I'm really bad at marketing. I have been blessed in that I have never truly had to do it. So I don't have a system. I haven't spent the time to learn it. It's a skill I lack. And the first social media platform that I've ever found that makes me excited to tell stories to people has been TikTok. And so I do have some ideas for using TikTok as a marketing platform, but you can't just like publishing just anything. You can't put all your eggs in one basket. So I won't be able to just be like, hey, I TikTok and that's how I make my money. First of all, it's unlikely. Second of all, it's stupid. So when I get to the point where I am not writing romance, where I am publishing other things, I will have to up my marketing game. And thankfully, there are a lot of books out there written by really smart people. Mal Cooper, Brian Meeks, yes. And It'll be an adventure, but I do think it is possible to build a platform without paid marketing, but you have to get knowledge about your book out there somehow. So it's like you choose money or time. Yep. Even better if you put, if you're able to put both in like mentally and financially, because then you can hopefully to exit as long as you do it smart. I don't know. It's a painful thing for a lot of us because we don't like selling ourselves. We feel very awkward about it. Uh, We have hangups. I don't know. It's common. Yeah. And I think it's a really major common thing in the U S system, just because People like to argue your creative work is somehow devalued, but yet we go to movies, we go to all these other pieces of media. Why can't your media cost something? But yet there's just this weird stigma that people have. Yeah, no, I need to get better at marketing because here's the thing. I don't want to be poor and I want to be able to make more creative things. So that's, that's got to happen. (laughs) And we would not be rescued from marketing if we went TradPub. These days, unless you're able to negotiate a very large advance, which is extremely unusual these days and becoming more unusual all the time, 
the publishing company is just throwing spaghetti at the wall to see what sticks. And if you stick on your own, then they will put more money into you. But if they put a lot of money into you in a large advance, then they're like, oh, shit, we got to earn that back. And so they will put money at you. So all of my friends were like, I'm going to go trad pub because then I won't have to do all these things. I try really hard not to jump up on my soapbox with them because most of the time they're not going to hear me, but the information is out there. We are here in our podcast telling you trad pub is not the end all be all. And I will say here, because people who are coming here, come here to hear what we have to say that I think that going trad pub is stupid 99% of the time. We have a lot of friends who are doing it and all of them might have different reasons. I haven't talked to everyone who's choosing to do it and I'm not judging their particular reasons because I don't know them, but for anyone who is going after it for support, prestige, depending on your contract, it's a stupid idea. Most contracts right now are absolutely horrendous and I cannot imagine signing one of those, but I'm extremely protective of my IP. Some people are not. And I still think that's stupid, but that is my own realm of what's acceptable. Teach their own. Just because I think what you're doing stupid doesn't mean I think you're stupid friends who are trad publishing. Just saying, covering my ass. Right. Yeah, no, I think you're fine. (laughs) It sounds very questionable because of how I think we both are approaching it because we're both, we hold very tightly to our IP and we want to be able to experience all of the pieces of it. And it's almost like a piece of that gets taken away through TradPud. And there may be benefits that we may be missing, but this is what we want over here. (laughs) And so it just seems very foreign or, or it just seems not a wise choice at the moment. Yeah. And I am very open with people when they ask me, should I go? I tell them I'm extremely biased. I am so hardcore indie. I cannot be balanced. Un- I can't be unbiased about Chad Pub. That's right. I just can't. Yeah. Any more feelings you'd like? Not feelings. Oh, any I have more- so many feelings. Any more skills that you feel like you're lacking in? You actually mentioned the marketing one because I'm looking, I wrote five down and three of them are literally just marketing, but with different words. <laughs> I love it. One thing that I was thinking of is how do we get better at these skills? Part mm-hmm. of it is reading. Part of it is maybe doing some online courses, but here I am again on my soapbox, find your author community because mm-hmm. more than likely someone else is running into the same issue as you, or they may be a couple steps ahead of you and they may either be able to mentor you or provide insight because I see that a lot in my author community. That's my soapbox moment. <laughs> no, absolutely. We have people who have so many different areas of expertise. We have a Pinterest guru. We have, we've had Alicia on the podcast and she is working on content marketing, particularly with her blog, but also having the interplay between her written works and her merchandise. There's so many people doing so many cool things and I'm constantly learning from them. So now do you want to switch gears? Yeah. Let's end this on an up note. How you fix them is a pretty good up note. But what are you really freaking good at? Heck yeah. How about you start since I started last time? What is your excellent skill? I am really freaking good at, well, I've been good at pumping words out. I'm really good at learning. I 
have so many plotting tools in my head. And when I was first starting out writing, basically until I started publishing, it was really difficult for me because I was a high learner. And so I wanted to learn all the things, but sometimes I wasn't ready for those. And so they would jumble up and they would stop me from writing because I didn't understand them and I would get really frustrated. But once I had a good enough experience, like several books completed under my belt, the books that I had trouble with, the, the tools that I had trouble with often became more accessible to me. I still don't get the seven point plot structure. I come back to it every two years or so and try and figure it out. Maybe someday I'll get it. Anyways, regardless of that particular one, I'm really good at finding tools to help me through my prose problems. I was very weak in writing emotion when I first started writing romance, which is problematic because romance is about emotion far more than any other genre, even though I think most genres are about emotion. And I learned how to write it better and I'm still learning how to write it better. I've talked several times, I think about the techniques of the selling writer and there's particular tools in that book that I was like, oh, this unlocks that particular problem for me where I'm like, am I being too maudlin, giving too much away or have I been not giving enough? So I pulled tools from there. I'm really good at learning things to fill in my 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 writing skill gaps and I'm really good at just getting shit done <laughs> nice how about you I guess I'm gonna say I'm really good at research which is a really broad topic but when I say that one I'm really good at finding like journal articles and then finding out conclusions about them finding things that tie together, create a whole huge mental mind map and be able to pull back on that later on in life to the point where like I've helped others perform this kind of research to to get information they need for things that they've written. And then also in my own writing, like it can be anything from scientific to strange occult knowledge, but I just love absorbing information and then just spitting it out. I'm not like the people who are capable of quoting like where exactly it came from, but I'm enough to retain enough like headline information that I can find it again if I need to. It's come in so handy so much that I find it a skill. And then, yeah, I'll, I'll stop there so that you can list your next skill. Well, my, I, I did two in a row. So I said it was really good at getting shit done. My next one ties in really closely to that one. And that is ideation. You threw me on this podcast and asked me for topics and I came up with 50 on the spot almost. And that's just, it's not that my brain runs a million miles a minute, but when people talk, all of a sudden like new ideas keep bubbling up and I just form this list in my head. My only capability of managing a list is apparently with ideas. And so I would say that kind of capability of coming up with ideas uh, for things, ideation. Yeah, no, when I, yeah, when I asked you that, I was like, yeah, just come up with a few ideas. And I was like, maybe he'll come up with five or six. And so we'll have a month planned out or so. And then I looked and I was like, excellent. Oh no. <laughs> it was good. All yes. right. So our question for our listeners this week is clearly what skills do you lack in your writing and publishing journey? And also, what are you really freaking good at? Yes, want to hear it all. Give us your secrets. 
we will see you guys next week. See you later. Do you notice that I say see you later every time and it's always the same inflection? Yup. <laughs>